Hi, this is John Deke with 25 Years of the Very Young Composers, a program of the New York Philharmonic. Music we're listening to is by Aino Hartonen of Finland. It's called Two Worlds. How did this symphonic music by a child come to be? Well, we're exploring the background of just how it happened. This is scene 19, composing for the orchestra, children, my children, and the children of the world. Taking up the thread of the late 1980s, I was gaining confidence in my ability to handle the full orchestra using the style characteristics I was developing in chamber music since the beginning of the decade. Three of the venues which were the most supportive were the aforementioned 20th Century Consort of Washington, D.C., the National Symphony, and the Grand Teton Music Festival of Wyoming, where I was de facto composer-in-residence and where I could program just about any work I asked of them. I could even assemble the entire orchestra and conduct it on special evenings either of my music or that of my colleagues. We would usually sell out the entire hall, which I don't have to say was rather unusual for contemporary music in Wyoming. I remember one time I got the orchestra together and conducted an evening I called an American ruckus, which featured the orchestral music works of Aaron Copland, Peter Shickley, George Crumb, Leonard Bernstein, and myself. Afterward, George, George Crumb, came up to me and thanked me. Then he hesitated. I could tell he was really taken back by my music and didn't know what to say, so he said, You are a master of your genre. Okay, then. I took that as a compliment, and since I highly respected George, of course, and he, as he had been a significant influence on my own earlier music, I wasn't about to answer with the obvious riposte, i.e., and you, George, are a master of your genre. But stop it, wise guy. He's a master, period. Once again, the musicians of the Grand Teton Music Festival, most of them playing as a change from their major orchestra subscription seasons, couldn't have been more brilliant and more eager to try out these crazy new ideas that I would ask of them. At this time, the orchestral commissions began appearing on the horizon, and things were getting quite busy. But the most important and earth-shaking events took place starting in February 1990 when Jackie gave birth to our son, Nicky. The birth was troubled, but thanks to our fine obstetrician and modern science, he and Jackie came through quite well, and it made me grateful for medical technology and still makes me wonder what would have happened to my baby sister Pamela had she been born half a century later. Would she have lived? And two births followed very soon after, Forrest, May 1991, and Selina, October 1992. Jackie was amazing. She was beyond heroic. As she played in the Metropolitan Opera Orchestra almost until she went into labor each time, and to this day, I don't see how she handled the needs of the three young ones, almost Irish twins, as they say. They were so close together in age. Alex, my older son, by now in his late teens, was receptive to these three little ones, and they still remain in contact. I, however, was certainly not heroic by any means, especially at first, as I was so stressed 
with the performing and composing, often until the early morning hours. I was also flying frequently back to Hammond, Indiana, to help arrange care for my father, who was becoming increasingly ill. He passed away in the fall of 1990, but as consolation, I was glad, at least, that he was able to hold Nicky, his grandson, in his arms. A profound shift was taking place in me then, and it all had to do with children. Children were becoming the focus of my life, even before I could articulate it, even though I'd been composing music from the child's viewpoint for the last entire decade. In any case, all was becoming into focus on children and a conductor named Marin Alsop. 